Hey friends, I'm Jeremy Hearn and welcome to the Saint Friends Podcast, a podcast for Catholics, non-Catholics, and really anyone interested in learning about the lives of some ordinary people who lived extraordinary lives and answered God's call to holiness. Today's Saint Friend founded a religious order, became the spiritual father of Cuba, and survived multiple assassination attempts. So let's come in close to hear the immaculate heartbeat of Mary with our new friend, Saint Anthony Mary Claret. Anthony Mary Claret was born on December 23rd of 1807 in Salient in Catalonia, Spain. He was the fifth of 11 children for Juan and Josefa Claret, and his father was a wool textile maker. As a child, Anthony Mary was interested in his Catholic faith and prayer, often making pilgrimages to the local village's shrine of Our Lady of Fusimania when he wasn't in school. At the age of 12, he became a textile weaver on the path to a career like his dad's. At the age of 18, he went to Barcelona to specialize in becoming a jacquard loom setter, a person who puts all the wool on the loom and creates patterns for others to follow, and he stayed there for two years. Any free time Anthony Mary had, he spent studying Latin, French, and printing. He was worried that his love of his work as a loom setter would cause him to become obsessed and eventually burn out, so he left Barcelona to answer a call he heard deep within to religious life. He wanted to become a Carthusian monk, but ended up in the diocesan seminary at Vic in 1829, ultimately being ordained to the priesthood on June 13th of 1835 on the Feast of St. Anthony of Padua. He was assigned to the parish in his hometown and studied theology there for four years. Missionary work seemed to really appeal to Father Anthony Mary, so he went to Rome and tried to join the Jesuits, but couldn't stay because he had gotten very sick. He returned to Spain and became well known for his care to the poor. Father Anthony Mary was then sent as a missionary throughout Catalonia, which had recently suffered under the invasion of the French. He traveled from place to place on foot and was a great preacher who spoke the much older Catalan language in addition to Spanish, drawing people from miles away just to hear and see him. He would preach for a time and then spend long hours hearing confessions. Often the missions were so well attended that they had to build a podium for him in the plaza in front of the churches rather than being inside due to the number of people. In 1848, his life was threatened, so he was sent to the Canary Islands and did retreats there for 15 months. When he returned to Spain, again, he created the Congregation of the Missionary Sons of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, a group later called the Claritians, on July 16th of 1849, the Feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. He also founded the religious library in Barcelona, the Libreria Religiosa, which is now called the Libreria Claret, and the blessed Pope Pius IX officially approved the Claritians as a religious order on December 22nd of 1865. At the request of Queen Regnant Isabella II of Spain, the Pope appointed Father Anthony Mary Claret as the Archbishop of Santiago in Cuba in 1849. He was consecrated while still in Spain in October of 1850 and made three pilgrimages before he left to set sail across the Atlantic. One to Our Lady of the Pillar, the patroness of Spain, another to the Virgin of Montserrat, the patroness of Catalonia, and one to Our Lady of Fusimania, his old pilgrimage location from when he was a child. 
In Cuba, Archbishop Anthony Mary Claret reorganized the Santiago Seminary, encouraged the clergy to become more disciplined in their vows, and he validated over 9,000 marriages in the first two years. He built a hospital and a number of schools, made three visits to every church in the diocese, and personally preached at missions throughout the year. He created the trade and devotional schools for disadvantaged children and credit unions for the poor, writing books about agricultural methods as well to help those with the knowledge that he had. On August 25th of 1855, he created the Religious of Mary Immaculate with the Venerable Maria Antonia Paris, a religious sister's companion organization to the Claritians. He also visited jails and hospitals, defended the oppressed, and staunchly opposed racism. All of this got our saint friend in a bit of trouble, since he was not only preaching to the Spanish Catholics in Cuba, but also the black slaves. He suggested that they should run family-owned farms and produce a variety of crops for their family's own needs before sending the rest to market. The Spanish colonial interests, however, would much rather have had the slaves mass-producing the Cuban cash crop, sugar. There was a young man that Anthony had helped get released from prison who was then hired by a Freemason group to assassinate our saint friend. He slashed the face and wrist of Anthony Mary and ran. Our saint friend survived and his attempted assassin was caught and sentenced to death, but Anthony Mary had the sentence commuted to a prison term instead. Bishop Anthony Mary Claret was apparently a sight to behold when he was carrying out his ministry. Witnesses said that his body would be transformed when he was preaching or in prayer sometimes levitating up to six feet off the ground. He stopped a series of earthquakes in Cuba by kneeling on the ground and placing his palms to the earth while praying. He calmed storms, likely hurricanes, by raising his hand to the sky and blessing the clouds. He received apparitions of Jesus and Mary, and some witnesses even testified that they saw him walk on water. There was also a light that often radiated from his body when he was saying Mass. Later on, Queen Isabella II of Spain wrote a sworn statement that she had also seen this happen. In February of 1857, Bishop Anthony Mary was called back to Spain for a job he really didn't want, personal chaplain of the Queen. He agreed on three conditions. One, he could live away from the palace. Two, that he would only come to the palace to hear the Queen's confessions and instruct the children. And three, he wouldn't have to be at any court functions. The Spanish crown agreed to his request, and over the next nine years, he was the rector of a monastic school where he created a scientific lab, a museum of natural history, a library, and schools of music and language. In 1868, a new revolution dethroned the queen and threatened the life of all tied to the court, including our saint friend. They all went into exile in France, which gave Anthony Mary the chance to preach in Paris. He stayed with the court for a while until Isabella II publicly recognized a new secular government in the formerly papal states in Italy, taking them out of the hands of the Pope. Anthony Mary, a strong supporter of the Pope, left the Spanish court and went to the Pope's side. He later returned to the court when they went back to Spain with faculties to absolve the Queen of the sins of opposing the Pope. In 1869, he went to Rome for the First Vatican Council, where he defended the doctrine of papal infallibility. His earlier life experience with printing led to his continued interest in the Catholic press. He created the Religious Publishing House in Spain and wrote or published over 200 books and pamphlets. His preaching and writings were often done in the Catalan dialect, which led to its resurgence, but most of his books, 144 in total, were published in Spanish. After retiring to the Cistercian Abbey in Fontfroy-Narbonne in southern France, 
Anthony Mary Claret died on October 24th of 1870 at the age of 62. He was buried in the Catalan city of Vic, where he had been ordained to the priesthood. In 1899, Pope Leo XIII declared Anthony Mary as venerable, and his relics were transferred to the Claritian Mission House in Vic, where it was found that his heart was incorruptible. He was beatified by Pope Pius XI in 1934 and canonized by the Venerable Pope Pius XII in 1950. Pope St. John XXIII added him to the Roman calendar in 1960 with his feast day on October 23rd, but the revision of the calendar in 1969 moved his feast day to the day of his death, October 24th, where it remains today. Thanks for hanging out with me and our new friend, St. Anthony Mary Claret. Reach out to us anytime by email at saintfriendspodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at saintfriendspod. As always, you can find me and more Saint Friends at our website, saintfriends.com. As we wrap up, we ask for the prayers of our new Saint Friend. Anthony Mary Claret ultimately made it through not one or two, but 14 assassination attempts and some of the worst verbal abuse imaginable during his lifetime. In fact, the word claret had become a word associated with humiliation and misfortune while our saint friend was alive. Jesus had said that those who are truly representing him would suffer the same persecution that he did, and Anthony Mary was a perfect example of taking that persecution and not dwelling on it, but using it as a path marker to show that he was heading in the right direction. While we shouldn't seek out persecution, may the life of our saint friend today remind us that if we do suffer, we should make sure that we do so because of our genuine faith in Christ. We say together, St. Anthony Mary Claret, pray for us.